Welcome back to the 1010 Project Podcast. Do you like that, Josh? I was trying to go very like um, almost WWE like narrator. It kind of reminded voice. me of the guy from Saturday Night Live that introduces. You know, <laughs> All right, whatever. I gave it. I was trying to give it a little energy here, but hey, Tyler Reagan here, one of your hosts, with the one and only Josh Turner. What's up, guys? And Josh is sitting in his office with more hunting um, paraphernalia than you can shake a stick at. Yeah, it's a lot right now. So Josh, like, you know, before we get into this whole thing, like you obviously love to hunt and it's hunting season. Like I do. Are you going to, for those people that don't like hunters like yourself, (laughs) uh, what are you going to say to keep them listening to this podcast? So here's what you have to understand. And and I'll go scientific on you that land has a carrying capacity. And if you don't help manage the amount of animals that are on that land, then it becomes a detriment to the herd. So all I'm really doing, Tyler, is the Lord's work. That's you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, it's true though because it's I was I was out a few weeks ago in Texas. Texas, how about that? Texas, Texas. That's a new place. And they were talking about that it's a big ranch that does a lot of hunting, and they they manage how many does, how many oh, bucks, yeah. because the bucks. Well, even just the, the, the herd as a whole gets messed up when there's too mm-hmm. many of, of one thing and, and the animals themselves end up being, uh, yeah. not a hundred percent. Well, and, and there's diseases and stuff that come through and you're trying to manage the population. Fascinating. And, and also, you know, sometimes as a pastor, it's just nice to make something bleed every once in a while. Oh my gosh, just stop. So this is, <laughs> so here's the thing about this podcast for those of you listening, first of all, thanks for listening. This has been awesome. We've had a great yeah. response these first few episodes and so Josh and I were talking about this today, like, we're just going to release them when we have content to put out there. It's just, yep. so if you're, if you're hoping it's every two weeks, three weeks, we don't know. You never know. It we could be know. every seven minutes. You don't know. Yeah. If, if we got good content every seven minutes, you better watch out. It's that seven minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're just going to keep this train rolling and see what happens. Today's episode actually is going to be phenomenal with our friend, Steve Carter. Yep. Um, Steve uh, has, does a bunch of stuff, has a, couple podcasts he is a communicator speaking he's a teaching pastor at three or four different churches mm-hmm. uh used to be at willow creek for a little while like a hot minute and um it's just a great leader he he's one of our coaches and leaders for 1010 project and has been with us from day one um yeah. and so that's coming up uh, speaking of people that have been with us from day one josh that music you just heard the one and only thad cockrell thad cockrell that's right so uh if you want to pick up i mean you just stream thad's music constantly i watch people all the time that are artists and yeah. they love listening to his music while they paint which is well, pretty he's awesome a, he's a phenomenal songwriter yeah i mean uh that song that he has oh to be loved by jesus oh my god i don't even know that dude. i've heard that one dude we were at we were at refuge with our friend brian carpenter and we were sitting around the campfire i'll never forget this and i think our buddy jason laird was there and he said if you could only play one song again for the re- one song for the rest of your life what would it be and thad had his guitar and, and I said uh, living on a prayer. Bon you said Jovi. living on a prayer. And uh, but Thad started. I thought you said, never mind. Um, I caught myself. I'm growing. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm impressed. growing. I'm growing. Uh, and so uh Thad sang Oh to be loved by Jesus. And dude, it is one of the coolest, most beautiful songs about being loved by God. Love it. It's, re- it's really cool. Really cool. Well, and also the other ones that have been with us from day one is Help One Now. Those guys have been amazing and yep. uh, love what they do. If you want to know more about Help One Now and how they empower families to help get them out of poverty, then you can go to helponenow.org and um, check out, connect with that. I know uh, they're doing a ton in Haiti still trying to help because uh, it's yeah, just yeah. a mess. It's been really, really bad down there and they are super connected in the country they believe in it and they've got people on the ground 
that can help um, make things happen. So uh, anyway, helponenow.org. So uh, Josh, what else is going on in your world these days as we're, as we're kind of setting up, getting ready for this interview? Uh, man, been traveling a lot. Was at the art conference uh, last week. Um, I'm getting ready to go this weekend to Jacksonville to preach at a, the church of 1122. Nice. With my good friend, Joby Martin, um, and one of our guys, Adam Flint, who's yeah. in 1010. Just a lot of traveling, man. A lot. And and I mean, it really, and then you and I go take the 1010 guys to Montana. And then from Montana, I fly to Chicago with my family because I'm on the teaching team up there with uh, the Bishop Steve Carter, but just a lot of traveling, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. and it's cool right now. Cause our son's home from Montana. So we just kind of hold him and smell his head for four days <laughs> before, so he, goes, weird. <laughs> before well, he goes back home. Yeah. I think so many people think traveling is like, Oh man. And I, and I honestly, you and I both love it, but there's just seasons when you don't love it because it's, it's pretty yeah, nice. You, you hit a, you know, it's one of those things like you and I, we had lunch today, but you know, I told my wife, I said, here I am talking about health and like <laughs> managing your time and doing ministry at a sustainable rate. And I'm like, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's like hits a tipping point, you know? Yeah. And, well, and uh, I would, I would say too, like, um, Josh and I are committed on this podcast to be honest too. Like that's kind of the life. Sure. I know Josh struggles with that. He, he struggles yeah. to say what he's thinking. Yeah. Uh, but even for me, I've had an interesting few weeks. I've been dealing with vertigo and, and dizziness, but in the middle of that discovered that my right ear only is operating at 40% and that's all mm -hmm. it'll ever operate out. And yeah, man, it was funny when I called Carrie to tell her that it was just like sobering. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. one of those moments of like, wow, you kind of think medicine can fix everything, but, uh, this is kind of my, you know, I get to deal with that. Now, again, if you want to make fun of me, just do it on your right side, just do it on the right side. Then we'll be in yeah. good shape. No, no, um, nobody can hear you, <laughs> but it sounds like I got a virus about two years ago that shut it That's down crazy, and it's dude. the craziest thing. So, uh, we're just kind of processing if there's any ways to any other like ways to potentially fix it, but it doesn't look like that's the case. And, and yet at the same time, I'm like, God's good. And if God wants to heal it, he can. So it's been an interesting week. And, you know, people are like, well, you, you got to go travel. I'm like, yeah, you just keep moving on. Kind of do what yeah, you do. You just, you move on, but just a little bit more dizzy. <laughs> Lousy. I've been dizzy. So a little off base. Well, we uh, would love your prayers as a community because we're taking our first group of pastors that kicked off with us in February. We're taking them kind of for their end of the 12 month, um, graduation trip, if you will, Josh, mm -hmm. to yep. uh, Montana. We're going to do some duck hunting. We're going to do some fly fishing and honestly, just prayer and and investing and caring for these group. And uh, I honestly, Josh, if we were sit, we sat together last year at this time, if you would have told us this is how we're doing a year later and the yeah. fact that we've gotten to do this already, it's phenomenal. And so yeah, it's awesome. Uh, something that went from us just trying to be obedient to serve our friends has turned into a thing that people actually really believe in. And so yeah. uh, pretty excited to get to do that. So pray for us, pray for these pastors. We get to take away in a couple of weeks and uh, we're going to move into this interview with, with the one and only Bishop Archbishop uh, of the Canterbury's. Uh, <laughs> <st> <laughs> Of the Canterbury's, <laughs> there's of multiple, all the berries. There's multiple berries, and the Canterbury's are one of them. But uh, Steve Carter is a longtime friend. He is uh, the podcast host of Home Home Team podcast. He also uh, hosts Craft and Character, which is his cohort and podcast around communication. Mm -hmm. He helps a lot of churches raise up next generation and next um, and great leaders 
to teach. Like that's one of the things he's best at. And so, uh, but he's also one of a coach for us and has just become a, a, a lifer friend for Josh and yeah, I. And for so sure. without further ado, here's our conversation with the one and only Steve Carter. Well, here we go, people. The legendary, one and only, Stephen, Ryan, Smithfield, and uh, Johnson Carter. Just Steve Carter. Most people know him. I just added some names in the middle there. But Steve Carter on the 1010 Project podcast. Josh, that one got you there a little bit. <laughs> that, one, that, one, that, was, that one got me. I hey, Steve. Dude, he, he, like, he started going off Smith and Wesson. <laughs> N-R-A. Well, when you look at Josh's video and you see the amount of hunting paraphernalia, it's... I was like, I know what you're looking at right now. I have like arrows, (laughs) duck calls. He actually just lit a fire with uh, with some sort of scraping Uh, technique. This is all within arm's length. Like... You never know. (laughs) So So Steve Carter is a legend. Um, Steve's become a good friend of Josh and I. And it's, it's pretty amazing. We actually walk through a pretty interesting season together that has kind of solidified our community and our friendship. And um, Steve, you know, one of the things that was fascinating when all of us were together in Colorado and we spent a night in a cabin with Darren Patrick a few weeks before he took his life, there was something about the, the realness of those moments together of walking through our faith based on our seasons that we had just come through that was really powerful and so i know josh and i just would would want to say how grateful we are for you as a friend um and that just we've gotten to live a little life like this together you know it was a pretty fascinating season wasn't it yeah i mean you you think back like four or five years ago when we all kind of were coming into (laughs) we met and like kind of were like we're on the on the verge and precipice of like so many so much opportunity yeah. and excitement we saw the future of where our life was going and then we meet up a couple of years later and we're like oh my we're goodness. in the fetal oh, position on oh the floor of a cabin yeah. we've just all been destroyed <laughs> destroyed right and and you realize like uh that that little bungalow at Lost Valley Ranch where we yeah. all just crowded in and you know yeah. there are five or six of us who had just walked through uh, a season that we did not see coming yeah and I just remember like leaving that place going I don't think I've ha- ever been in a room like this before yeah. you know you, I've been in a room where one person was sharing and everyone was trying to understand yeah I hadn't been in a room where every single like person. Seven- there were yeah. like seven of us. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all like, I don't know what happened. My life exploded. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. And then, and then I think, you know, Tyler, you mentioned, you know, Darren. Um, and then when we, you know, that day we got the news and, and yeah. we, we were all on the, on the call together and just, you know, texting each other and, and, you know, Tyler, it was in your voice. I heard right away. We got to do something like yeah. we, like if this could happen, and we were that vulnerable, like we got, there's gotta be something. There's gotta be yeah. something. Yeah. So, so, so back up for a second, Steve, cause we, you know um, what's amazing. And Josh and I talked about this at lunch a little bit today, but like very disappointing seasons, whether they're in our control or outside of our control, 
looking back to what even that narrative we just talked about, sitting where we're sitting now and seeing what we get to do now and going, I'd rather do this, but the pain was significant. Uh, talk about that for you, how you're sitting in a seat that you never imagined right now because you had other seats that made sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, that's really great. And I think it's, it's, you know, you take the Romans like 828, all things work together for good. And um, it's sometimes hard to actually believe that. Sure. And, and um, the conversations, the friendships, the, the learnings, the opportunity, I just, you know, if I, I was still at Willow and I loved that place and I loved the congregation, I loved the people, like I loved my job. I wouldn't have had time. I barely had time to go to the Lost Valley Ranch, you know, right. um, just because there was so yeah. much happening. And especially with where COVID and culture was at, it'd be hard for me to ever get away. Yeah. And and now just to be um, a voice, a coach, getting to preach, getting to be and help out at other churches, getting to partner with you guys with 1010. I mean, the 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 ways that God has been able to um, use me in different seasons and places, um, I just all things work together for good. And and choosing to believe that, seeing that, claiming that, um, it's been really, really beautiful. Well, and I, and I think what you said, man, like it's a you said choosing to believe that, like it's a it's a choice. And I think that so many people, you know, when we go through these hard seasons or we go through trials or traumas or whatever the case may be, like we if you have you have to make a logical choice of the way that you respond respond because if you stand on your emotions you're going to be a train wreck for the most part. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so I, I think it's one of those things and, you know, you and I, we, we laugh about it and we do stuff together now in Chicago, but like we were bonded through trauma, you know, together. And it's like, okay, nobody gets this. Well, I know that Tyler and Steve, and maybe there's a couple other guys that get this, uh, the darkness, you know, like, and, um, none of us get your darkness, Josh. It's deep. It's, it's unrelatable. Okay. Oh, I told, Hey, well, I told Tyler when we were sitting here recording stuff earlier, he goes, what are you doing? I'm on my phone. I go, Oh, I'm looking for a new counselor here in Atlanta. That's, <laughs> that's what I was doing. So I'm literally texting friends like, Hey man, you got any good counselors that I can see? I go, I just need to process some stuff. <laughs> so, well, well, um, <laughs> And so, uh, so I got a, I got a question for you. Like, you know, we, we talked about the stuff that we've walked through together, you know, and then here come Tyler and I, after everything with, with Darren and we say, Hey, we're starting this year program to try to help guys. And you're super busy. You've got 37 podcasts that you run. <laughs> um, you work for 74 churches. Um, it's amazing how you do all this. You're stuff. you're you're coaching uh, roughly 137,000 communicators. <laughs> so every time I see you, I'm like, good lord, how does Steve like? I imagine at night that you just shut down, like you don't go to sleep. You're like a robot. Someone just pushes a button, and you just fall. You just directly <laughs> like, shut down. But so when Tyler and I came to you and said, Hey, you know, this is what we're trying to do. And we really want you to be a part of it. What was it that made you say yes to stepping out when you have to help us and to be a part of this, when you have all these other things that are going on as well? Yeah. Well, first off, I think it's, it was, um, a deep resonance, you know, when you guys yeah. wrote down the idea of 1010, um, it, it feels very similar to crafting character, right? You, yeah. The sharpening of the ax, you know, a vision of a life, John 10, 10, Ecclesiastes 10, 10. Like, I just feel like 
that whole idea um, for me just was like, this is incredible. But I, what I loved was you were putting people in situations that were outside their comfort zone. Like, yeah, I've never been on a snowmobile before. And then all of a sudden, we're not just like going in the snow. Um, we were going in the middle of nowhere around cliffs that I should probably like, yeah, not tell my wife where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and so like you 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 were putting people in places and in situations that was requiring a level of vulnerability. And most of us are in situations that we can control. Mm-hmm. And you were putting us relentlessly in situations that were outside our control, whether with onsite, whether snowmobiling with a whole bunch of alpha guys. And I yeah. just was like the chance just to walk beside them, to, to pray with them, to, to just encourage them. Um, it was a, it was just something that I was like, this is, this is what I want to be a, a pastor to pastors, a leader to yeah. leaders. And, uh, and you guys gave me that opportunity. It's been an absolute delight and blast. So let me ask you this. And you just said this, and I was having this conversation recently with somebody. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but you said, I want to be a pastor to pastors. And I know that that's what I feel called to and Tyler and some of our other friends. Do you think that you can be a pastor to pastors if you have not walked through some sort of trauma in the ministry? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm not saying, or does that just make us feel better about ourselves? Is that, is that what (laughs) I mean? I just, I think, I think there's something really, really powerful when someone can say me too. Yeah. I think it's really, really powerful when someone goes, Oh yeah, I know you're, you're in the second stage of, of grief. Oh yeah. 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 Like, you know, I mean, I, I was with, um, a pastor and he just looked at me and he said, Steve, you got to understand you can have firsthand wounding you can have secondhand wounding you can have firsthand healing but you can never have secondhand healing yeah and i was like holy cow and so just thinking about and he was talking about your family like you're like you you can't just because you get healed from something that doesn't just transfer over to your family no this work will have to be for your family and i was like because he's walked through this he had to walk his family through this yeah you know so it's just that stuff where you go I wouldn't have had a map on well, and pain. I, and I think too, with pain, like, here's what we want to believe. This is the way I was even before, you know, we have our special needs daughter and then everything that happened to me at celebration that did. And we want to believe that there's some part of us that this will never happen to me. I'll never like, and that's the funny thing to me. And I know you work with a lot with pastors too. And dude, I talk to these guys all the time and I'm always talking to them about what they're going through and where they are in their life and what's going on in their world. And they always say like, oh, I would never do that. Or that doesn't apply to me. I would never get unhealthy. I was just preaching for a buddy and uh, he's a younger guy. He's in his thirties. And uh, that's funny that I say that now. I'm like, he's younger. He's in his thirties. Um, and, and I said, bro, I said, what do you, he's got a great church, great communicator. And I said, bro, what do you do for fun? He's like this, this is fun building the church. I'm taking, you know, and I'm just like, Hey man, at some point this isn't going to be fun. And, and I think that you do have to walk through some pain, like to be, to be able to help people in the future. Yep. And so for those of like people that are listening and you're sitting there and you you don't know what to do with like this pain or this, whatever that you're feeling, like, just know that it's one of those things that God often and most likely will always use to help others. 
and he gives you an empathy as you walk through it first for others. And um, well, if you let him, right? Like, well, yeah, it's a choice. I think that's, that's what Steve, that's goes the back key. to the choice. Yeah, it does because it's it's one of those things that we can live as the martyr now. Yeah. And not move forward and bring God glory through the redemption of that pain, yep. through the hope that that pain brings, yep. or we can wallow in it and not move forward. And that, that's the choice we get to make. Well, and it's like, I, I think I told both of you, but like, you know, I was just at the art conference and, you know, the guy that hurt me pretty significantly, um, I saw for the first time at the art conference and I asked him to sit down with me. And so we sat down for half an hour. We laughed. We hugged each other. And, and I enjoyed like, our conversation. You did, you did. You did. <laughs> that's what, see, that's what Steve was talking sorry, about. I'm being sorry. vulnerable. Keep going. Okay. Keep I'm going. sharing my heart. God, you're just like my wife. Yeah. You don't care about my feelings at all. Um, I'm, I'm just a paycheck to you. No, that's not true at all either. Um, but like, dude, what it did for me was, uh, that was really well played by the way, Tyler. Um, dude, it healed me. Yeah, Like it healed my heart. And what I realized is it's easy to be bitter at a distance, right? Like you can create your own scenarios you can keep whatever. And, but that was a choice. That was yeah. a choice I had to make to wade into the uncomfortable moment and be like, Hey man, we haven't seen each other in three years, you know? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's super, what, super important. Well, Josh, this is so, so important because anybody who walks through pain, especially at the hands of a leader yeah. um, or a, a group of leaders, uh, you will you will have to fight to choose to prepare your heart because yep. you you won't always know if that person's going to be at that conference. Oh, for sure. You 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 might like run into that person and you got to go, man, am I going to want to take a swing? Yeah. Or am I going to want to extend a hand? Yeah. Am I going to want to invite to a meal? You know, yep. and I think I think that's what's so, been so beautiful walking with you is the honest work that you've been doing. And I think that's the that's the piece for all of us. That's the stuff I'm in. Mm -hmm. I mean, Willow didn't hurt me. Five people did. Yeah. And it's yep. my job to yep. make sure that my heart is ready yep. so that if God ever opens the door, that I can do what you did and sit yeah. down with those five people and say, hey. Like, this is how you hurt me. I still love you. Yeah. But like, let's, let's chop that up. Well, and what was so crazy, I, I, I told my wife, I said, I feel totally different. Yeah. Like, I like, you know what I'm saying? And it's the, it's the moment of like, I've just learned in my life personally, like if there's something awkward or uncomfortable, usually not what I say, Tyler, but like awkward or uncomfortable, like a situation, that's probably the thing that I need to wade into the most. Sure. Well, and you do stand really close to people. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say this, like what happens? I don't even have a comeback. That was, so, that was quick. Like I usually can come back at you. No, that no, would call no. me. That it's, one of my, it's one of Reagan, my spiritual gifts. Reagan's up 2-0 on Turner. Dude, right? he's, he's, just, yeah. just, <laughs> he's got me against the ropes. But And here's the fun part. I Finish go right him. to this serious <laughs> moment. But like the Get problem is here. with pain, if that's we don't deal good. with it, is that it entraps us. And it doesn't right. matter that somebody yeah. hurt us it then becomes how do we respond it's it's leadership 101 leadership 101 says i can be i can point fingers and blame everything else or i can mm -hmm. choose to respond appropriately i can say i'm not a good leader cuz my organization stinks i'm not a good leader cuz my boss is a mess no you're not a good leader cuz you're not responding appropriately to what needs to happen and it's the same thing with pain we get trapped when we let that bitterness and that anger and that frustration yep. 
continue to create narratives. It's what Brene Brown talks about. It's the story we tell ourselves over and over yeah. and over again. And Josh, I think to your point, when you're face to face with it, it's no longer a story. It's a person yeah. and it's real. And you recognize, gosh, they were like one person in my life that we had to go through some serious restoration in when I actually approached them and asked forgiveness for my bitterness for they were the one that hurt me, but it was my bitterness yeah. that was entrapping me. They broke down saying, well, here's what was going on in my life. Here's why I was a mess. And I'm so sorry. I never meant to hurt you. Like you don't even know half the time of what's going on. And so, um, yeah, we, I all, think, get, we, we all get, we all get hurt by people because they're also hurting people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like hurt people, hurt people. That's right. Well, and I, and I think, I think what Tyler, you're, you're also naming is, you know, uh, Orberg says, you know, a lot, a lot of people have, and they struggle with lustful thoughts, you know, those kind of sexual fantasies. He goes, but a lot of leaders, they struggle with anger fantasies mm -hmm. and, and we spend time stewing on, if I yeah. see that person, yeah, here's yeah. what I'm going to say. And yeah. you're like hating your steering wheel. You've got, you spent all this time imagining if I run into them, this is how it's going. Well, all that's doing is creating one muscle memory mm -hmm. or in Dallas Wheeler language, like embodied will, like this is the bitterness. It becomes the ground, fertile ground for bitterness and anger and rage yeah. and slander and gossip and leaking, like just bad stories about that person. Or you can say like, now I'm going to prepare my heart. And yeah. that's the defining the reality, which you're talking about, Tyler. And then when that day comes and it might be three years later, it might be 10 years later. It might be six weeks later. You're, you're actually ready. You're ready here, to own what you need to own. And here's the thing with the timing. I think part of that's just the grace of the Lord, right? Yes, yes, yes. Like it's, it's the Lord going, okay, now, now y'all can sit down yep. because you were you know, ready before. before. No, before I was like the Hulk and the Avengers. My secret is I'm always angry. You know what I mean? Like, but like skinnier and fatter. Yeah, I was about to say you're too Hulk. skinnier and fatter than at, the, what? At the, at the same time, it's it's skinny fat. I don't want to talk about it. But like it Scat. is, and I think and I think that's the that's the that's the grace of God saying, okay, now you're ready for this, and now yes. I'm gonna put you in this situation. And it's dude, it's just super healing for me and uh, really incredible. But hey, Steve, I want to ask you a question. We're gonna shift gears because we didn't. We didn't bring you on here just to talk about all of our all of our dark wounds that all of us have together. Tell me the worst thing your father said to you. <laughs> What's your favorite sin, Steve? <laughs> Unspoken. <laughs> Bro, I like that. That's hey, from now on, Tyler, when we meet people, first question. Hey, so tell me about the worst thing your dad's ever said to you. <laughs> that is so funny, dude. Oh my God. I carry a list in my pocket. Um, <laughs> and so, and so here's what I ask. So you are, um, you're a massive like communicator and I know you're very humble and, but you preach all over the place. You do a ton of cohorts teaching people how to preach. I've heard you preach uh, a lot. You and I he gave you a C plus. I gave uh, that's you a what he, rec C yeah, plus. he reported. Me. Um, <laughs> and so you and I actually preach together now in Chicago together. Some. Why is it for you that when you think about leadership and you think about the church, when you think about you have really honed in on the gift of communication and helping other people develop that? Why do you feel like that's such an important thing for people to focus on? Yeah, well, you know, if you look at first Timothy four, um, you know, the great like youth ministry, student ministry verse. You know, don't let anybody look down on you, but set an example, you know, and he names like five characteristics, right? You know, and, and it's really what Paul's saying is like, 
character, 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 character. And I think it's yeah. so important. And we've, we've, we have been about charisma, charisma, charisma. Yeah. And I think Paul was constantly to Timothy. It's about character, but underneath that, then he says, Hey, don't neglect your gift. Yeah. He's like, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture and to preaching and to teaching. Then he says, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may uh, see your progress. And so like what Paul's saying is, hey, you should be better at 40 than you are at 25. Yeah, You should be better at 60 than you are at 40. I hope I'm a better preacher at 72 than I am today. Yeah, And I think it's, it's this ongoing process to try and articulate with a proper hermeneutic and interpretation of the text that meets the demands of today. Yep. The ache, the strongholds, calling out the good desires in people. And, and I think we can all remember, we can all remember moments where, man, I, I, never, I never saw it that way. Yeah. And, and someone just was able to bring that to light mm -hmm. and it helped you make sense of the kingdom of God, made you want to live differently. And so I just still think that there's power in the spoken word. I think there's, it's, it's more beautiful when someone lives what they preach. Yeah. Um, but That's like, a novel concept it's in its own right. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but like deep down, I just have seen so many communicators plateau. We yeah. all have executive coaches. I mean, Tyler, you're an amazing leadership coach, but I didn't know very many preaching coaches. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know people who you, so you just had guys for 40 minutes, just kind of stumbling their way through. And I'm like, you could be better. If so, you, yeah. So what's one of the main, like, as you're coaching these, these guys and girls that you're working with, like, what's, what's a couple of the things that, that you really focus on when you're helping them learn to communicate? Well, the first thing I try and do is I help besides them. Besides not preaching heresy. <laughs> uh, well, when I was, when I was starting out, my it's a standard, Josh, we're just going to let that <laughs> yeah, be oh, the yeah. standard. Yeah. 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 My preaching professor, Joe Grana, he would, he would have a sign. And it just did heresy on it. And anytime someone would get close to that, he would just raise the sign. <laughs> oh which is so God. great. I'm so going to take one of those to church on Sunday. <laughs> um, so um, the first thing I think is every band has to know their sound. You know, so you had yeah. from Malcolm Gladwell outliers, you know, you know yeah. that the Beatles spent like, you know, 12 hours a day in Berlin, six days a week playing. And that's how they honed their sound. Yeah. Most communicators don't know their sound. They know the sound that they want to be like. I want to be more like Judah. I want to be more like John Mark Comer. I want to be more like, you know, uh, Albert Tate. Like, I want to be more like this person. They don't know how they were uniquely made. They can quote mm. Jeremiah, but they don't believe it for themselves when they're actually preaching. Yeah. And so for me is I want to help them identify, man, this is, this is your unique sound. And people have to understand that if I understand <clears throat> what, I can expect from you as a communicator, it lets like the, the walls of my heart go yep. down and allows me to receive. If I don't yeah. know, like Josh, what your sound is, I'm not yeah. going to invite my friends because yeah. I don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I'm trying to help people go, if you can own the unique voice that, that God has given to you and the unique uniqueness, I mean, I'm going to bring up sports yeah. in every message because that's a part yeah. of me. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, tell stories. That's a part of me. Um, I'm going to bring out Jewish roots. That's a part of me. If I don't do some of that stuff, I've had people come up and go, yeah. are you okay? 
Like, is everything all right? Are you backslidden? Yeah. (laughs) What's the unspoken? You know, like, I just, you know, so like, so, but because they've become accustomed to, man, this is, this is the healthy version of Steve preaching. And so, so I just want to first off start there. And then I really want to get to how they prep, how they live. And then what feedback literally looks like. And so we just talked through that. It's great. Steve, when, if you want to know what sound Josh makes, it's it's a turkey call-ish version. It's, he's got a... That's his sound uniquely. Um, you know, Josh, it makes me laugh because you and I tend to quote each other or other people we ran into. Steve's always mm-hmm. quoting people he actually read. It's pretty impressive. because Yeah, it, yeah. You know, he's, he's my quote. Tyler. My quotes are like from Dumb and Dumber. Minor, yeah, exactly. Step brothers and Dude, from Tyler, some some sort of Kirby Tyler, Smart. I, well, Tyler, Tyler just I heard uh, been quoting Andy Stanley for the last ten years, and it wasn't even an Andy it, quote. But it's <laughs> yeah. you know when you work for him for a long time, it's just what yeah. it is, man. It is That's, what it is. That is the. Let's be honest. Way. Most leadership stuff, we just give it to Andy or Craig. <laughs> Andy. Show. Yeah. It's one <laughs> of the two. Craig yeah. said so, it again. Steve, if yeah. you guys don't know, Steve's a huge Michigan Wolverine fan, and and honestly, it's kind of like like Liverpool was bad for a long time and that's not good for the premier league. Michigan is, it's getting there and it's good for football when Michigan is winning uh, Florida yeah. state. We don't care about, but Michigan oh. matters. Um, and, and honestly, Steve and I were talking Georgia and, and, and Michigan could be on a collision course here for a pretty awesome playoff. Steve, you love content as a whole, like in, in culture and how this plays in and your communication. So you've got a couple of podcasts, uh, home team, you've got um, craft and character that you spend a lot of time with home team. I just said that. And I'm, you have even the moment we go, is that right? That is right. That's though, right. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Home team podcast. Yep. But um, <clears throat> why have you kind of poured a lot of your face, uh, your, your attention into the podcast arena and, and the way that you do those things? What do you love about it? I mean, I just, I, I love the fact that you can, you know, jump on a, a zoom call like we're doing right now, record and have a lively conversation. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, a couple thousand people listened to your first episode of the yeah. 1010 project. And that's like, and, and it was a great episode. And, and like, there were moments where I listened to it, where I was like, that was actually like really, really helpful for something I was walking through. Um, and I think just to the, the ability to hear from voices you trust, yeah, uh, from people you respect um, that actually have something good to say man, it's fun. And so, so I think the niche of sports or the niche of preaching and communication with craft and character, it's just been fun to, to, to kind of dive in and chop it up and, and invite some friends in to interview. It's been great. Yeah. I think on your, on your home team podcast, if you could just have me come on every once in a while and just give an update of Florida state football, it'll, it'll just be, that'll kill. It'll just be a very depressing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Do you know what I mean? But it'll be like Atlanta Braves are in the world series guys. Atlanta Braves. I mean, it's pretty yes. awesome. Hey, let's just George has got to win something, right? Oh, You've been so something. close. You've but been see, so here, close. Here's what you have to know, Steve. When the freaking Dodgers came back and won game four, yeah. Atlanta sports people go, done. Here we go. It's the Patriots of the Super Bowl. It's the it's it's called momentum, and it goes against Atlanta more than it goes for it. And so we all as hurt, deep down, painfully hurt. Atlanta sports fans were just waiting for, but, but this felt different and it turned out a little different and maybe Georgia could be different this year too. Hey, let's just bring a full circle. 
we talked about when when there's pain, you got to yeah. choose how to do you embrace respond, and respond right? Hang it. And so and, and for the first time, for the first time, you know, um, if Kirby would have put Justin Fields in, I think Georgia Bulldogs win. Um, <laughs> you know, I just just say that. But he's, anyways, he's killing it for Chicago. Right now. <laughs> Dude, he's going to get killed because he's going to get line. killed. Oh, my gosh. Boy, so, the ESPN does not like Coach Nagy, do they? <laughs> No, he just no, no. It's not no. good. Um, but yeah, I if you guys aren't it, like again, what I love about home team is Steve loves sports. The people that he has on that are amazing, world class professionals when it comes to sports. Check that out. But also, craft and character is another podcast that Steve's a part of. Josh, yeah, I was looking at all the questions you sent me, <laughs> and so I was trying to figure out if I wanted to ask one of your stupid questions or one that was really good. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to respond in pain. So, so. How did your How did your parents triangulate their marriage through you? <laughs> we'll just move. Let's just talk about his books, there, Josh. This is this is my. Oh, it's what if you just what if you ask that question and all of a sudden everyone listening only heard me like softly crying. <laughs> like, and they get used to podcast. it. Yeah, I'm a crier, guys. Well, well. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so I want to know, um, I know you just came out with a book and, you know, one of the things that we love doing is not only having on and having some serious conversations and making fun of each other and laughing, but dude, we're like, as your friends, bro, so proud of you yeah. and everything that you've done with all the podcasts and all the, the cohorts and stuff that you're teaching with. But I want you to talk about your book, what it's about and why you wrote it yeah. for everyone listening. And then they need to go buy it. Thanks, man. Well, you know, I, I think part of it is once you walk through kind of the implosion that we've kind of all experienced you you find yourself wondering like what happened yeah you know yeah. like what 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 happened well what happened was steve you know you feel but, like you're living a dream in those moments don't totally. you yeah like you an, think or you're gonna wake up yeah you yeah. think you're gonna wake up i still think i'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be february yeah, of 2018 agreed. you know and i'm like oh man um michigan might be good this year in football. No, uh, but like I, I, I feel like in Romans, Paul says, I do not understand what I do, which I think is a, is a good statement to make. I just don't think any of us, no leader can say that today. If yeah. I, if I say something dumb on Twitter and my wife goes, why'd you say that? I can't go. Hey, Paul said, I do not understand what <laughs> that I do. Was on me. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's like, you better start understanding. And I yeah. think part of it was like, <laughs> I think part of it, the whole, th the book was not just what had happened, but like, why does this stuff happen in me? Yeah. And, and the question was, why do we do what we do? But better said, why do I do what I do? Yeah. And so that just led me to a quote that a mentor had said to me like uh, a decade plus ago about getting after the thing beneath the thing yeah. and realizing like, oh, we all carry pain and trauma and baggage. And every time we get triggered, all it is is someone getting close to that pain point. Yep. And I've always seen that as permission to escape or to create a false story about myself or another person. But I really began to realize like, no, that's, that's actually what grace wants to do is to heal yeah. those parts of our story. And so this is a book that just tries to help you identify what is the thing beneath the thing? What are those triggers? What are the, what's even underneath that and what you can do about it to actually walk a life of wholeness and holiness and spiritual mm -hmm. health uh, moving forward. Yeah. Dude, and you're doing a little tour on that, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So food for what, the hungry came where out. Where are you going? 
right so for the fall we're just going to do like four cities like okay. indianapolis chicago phoenix and orange county yeah. and then 2022 orange county we'll, isn't a city I, I, Go ahead. It's, it's 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 got more people collectively than like montana yeah idaho <laughs> yeah like you know but uh but yeah uh we'll go to costa mesa to be exact fair um enough. fair enough <laughs> so yeah so we'll, we'll head out there that's fun yeah it should be good Hey, Steve, as we kind of wrap up, one of the things that you're passionate about and hey, you the do, interview's not going well. You just want to just want to end it right now. We're going to shut yeah, it down. No, no, we're done. <laughs> we're we're done. Pre- I'm just trying to give you a runway to kind of help yeah, get you out easy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, great thoughts. OK. Um, <laughs> well, see you next week, guys. <laughs> no, I, you know, whatever. So um, <laughs> I think one of the things I love about you and Josh and I have the same, we just love coaching and, and whether it's in sports or whether it's an executive or leadership, or even like we said, preaching, it, you never get really old enough to not need a coach, right? Like, and, and, and community in a sense goes along with that. What, why do you believe so much in the coaching community for the long haul aspect? Cause stuff that we're really even trying to create with 1010 project. Why, why have you seen that work in your life and, and why do you commit to that day in and day out? Yeah. Well, I think, I think if you, and again, I love sports. So when you see Damon Lillard have a shooting coach, we have Steph Curry have a shooting coach. When Tiger Woods was at like the, the peak of his game and he wins the masters and then he goes to his swinging coach and he's like, dude, we gotta, we gotta change the swing and they break it all down and they rebuild the whole thing back up. And he, and he comes back the next year and hitting the ball even farther. You, you look at it and you go, the, the greats have always had people in their life to t- take them to the next level, to take yeah. them to the next mountaintop, That's good. To take them to the next place. And I think it's actually insecurity that prevents us from actually maximizing our talent. And so I think that, you know, the, the, these guys that are in the 1010 cohorts right now, they're actually saying like, hey, we need community. We want to be better people that are in the craft and character cohorts, we, we, we know we've been given this gift. We want to maximize that gift. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anybody who wants to get to the end of their life and go, man, I, with I all really the gifts, it. yeah. With all yeah. the gifts that God gave me, like I, 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 I didn't I really do it. squandered this really yeah, well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, and, and we see that in sports again, we've seen it with leadership yep. potential. We've seen it with preaching potential. We've seen it with, you know, someone yeah. on, on the, on the, on the basketball court, you know, you just sit there and you go like all of that potential. And I just know I'm not good enough and I have so many blind spots mm-hmm. on my own to get me to where I need to go. And this is the great way that God has created the story, the cloud of witnesses. It takes a constellation of mentors to help you get to where you need to go. Yeah. And so I just, I, I find like when you have those kinds of people in your life, man, yeah. You, 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 you set yourself up for the best chance of success, um, in the kingdom personally, interpersonally, and also, uh, for Christ's glory. Yeah. <clears throat> I love it. Steve, how can people keep up with you? What's the best way for them to stay in, engaged? Yeah, you can, um, go to my website, stevecarter.org. Um, you can go on Instagram to, 
I hate Josh Turner. Um, or just kidding, just kidding. Um, um, at Steve. That Ryan one Carter. has some followers. Good gracious. A lot of fans. Lot it's of just fans. a bunch. It's just a bunch of pictures of me looking sad. But, but I'm With always like, eating. Duck calls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm eating. always sad eating somewhere. Oh gosh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But it paints a picture. I'm yeah. a wordsmith. Clearly know exactly you know, what you're you know talking exactly about. Exactly what I'm talking about. Oh my goodness. No. Um. I, my parents are gonna listen to this and be like. God, they're really mean to you sometimes. And I'm like, mom, I, I do this. I do this to myself. No, I will say this. I will say this though. What's so great though about the kind of community in 1010 is the fact that I don't know a place where I have been as deep and laughed as hard. Yep. Have been as vulnerable and like as experiential, like trying stuff that are so far outside my comfort zone. Like there's something in that, that like is a flywheel that I'm like, dude, I laugh harder. I'm scared more, I'm (laughs) way more vulnerable. And like, and, and I'm just, I'm just in a place of like, where you know, we, it's we safety. need each other. It's safety, it is. Steve. It is. It's that, total that's trust. The, it's the way it works. I know that sounds serious, but it is. No, like, it is. When you feel safe, you can laugh the hardest you know how because you're not filtering it. And then you can be as honest as you know how. I mean, we had a couple of guys say that they felt safer at on-site with a group of guys they've known for six months than guys they've known for 30 years. And watching you and your group kind of just gel and come together at on-site and watching how powerful that was. And even today, we've gotten a text from one of the guys in our group who just asked for prayer this week, and we saw a, a, a pretty much a miracle is a what miracle. it seems like. Totally, and, yeah. totally. And he shared that because this is that community of safety mm-hmm. that he felt not only vulnerable or safe enough to say, I need prayer, but two, I'm celebrating with that group. That's yeah. the first text yeah. I'm sending. And I just think, wow, that's that's pretty powerful. Um, and I'm, I'm just, we're just, I know Josh, you know, I don't have to speak for Josh because he'll speak for himself, but we just, you, you've been a big part of this. And for you to say yes, from day one really meant the world to he and I, who were just trying to step into something out of obedience and knowing you were in our corner allowed us to be even more obedient in that. And so thank you for, for being a part of this, this little community with us, dude, I'm so for you guys. And seriously, if any of you are listening, um, I, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. I just think whether you're in the business world or even just marketplace or just pastoring and leading, I'll just tell yeah. you, um, as a coach, uh, watching these two, but just the conversations that I've been able to have with these guys, the places that we've gone, the experiences that we've had, um, it didn't just, uh, do something in me. It did something in us and, uh, would love, 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 uh, to, for you all to be a part of it. Cause it's really, really great kingdom special work so grateful for you too cool thanks brother thank you for listening to the 1010 project podcast if you want to know more about 1010 project you can go to 1010project.com that's the number 10 the word 10 project.com or you can follow us on instagram at 1010 project thanks for listening and we'll see you next time i saw you the other night down the street you were walking i remember when i held you tight i felt like a millionaire and you were laughing and carrying on the sky was pink and yellow and i'm okay but it hurt you're gone i just took a deep breath and stared i'll get over you in time
So I drove to Oklahoma, and I was there by the morning light. You were a beautiful Indian queen, and I remember when I was a kid. You were always there for the loving, and then I watched you drift away. I just took a deep breath and cried. I'll get over.